Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. Hey everyone, welcome to a brand new episode of DC Collectors Weekly. This week we have a ton of ground to cover, and also I'm doing this a little bit different than I normally do. Uh, most of the time you see me in the video, this week you're not. I'm having issues with the lighting, and the past three videos I've just not liked it. So I'm going to work on that. You're still going to hear me talking, you're going to see pictures of the newest items that I'm talking about on the screen, so don't fret. Uh, you know, you're still going to get me talking whether you like it or not. Okay, so let's get started because we've got a lot of ground to cover. First up, we're going to start with Infinity Studios. They have released images of what I can only describe as just a masterpiece. This is the Justice League Aquaman bust. Now, this is a life-size bust, and it's not made of your traditional resins or, or things of that nature. This is... This is actual craziness here. Um, so this piece captures Jason Momoa, I mean, almost to the T. It is made with, um, the skin is made of this medical pl platinum silicone. Uh, so it's made to withstand high temperature and aging. I wonder just how long, though, the aging, you know, how long this thing will last because it is silicone after all. So, you know, will this thing start breaking down in 20, 30, 40 years? I don't know. We'll see. Um, it says, with proper care and maintenance, you can keep this item in good condition for decades. Uh, the skin color and tattoos are also featured on this thing. More than 100,000 high-temperature fibers were planted throughout his body. A pair of prosthetic eyes were specially made for him in accordance to the movie designs. Now, if you can tell in the images above, I mean, this thing is like creepy accurate. So if you sit this on a on a pedestal or on your shelf or something, and you come into the room, the light's out, and you cut your lights on, you might be scared by this thing because it is that lifelike. If, if the production pieces turn out looking anything like this prototype piece, this is awesome, but you're going to pay for awesome too, because this thing, while it is, it, it's life size. So that you're talking Jason Momoa is a big dude. He's like six, five, six, 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 seven, something along that. So just think life size for him is, is absolutely huge. Um, this bus is going to cost you $3,700. Yes. 30, you read it right, 3700.00. It's a lot of money. So you know, you have to have some uh, pretty deep pockets to put down for this one because this guy is, is he's an absolute beauty, but you're going to pay for him. Uh, and there is, I don't believe there is a release date on this just yet. So, um, but there is fourth quarter 2021. So there you go. You're gonna, probably going to have to put a deposit down on this and you'll be without that deposit until who knows when, the end of two, uh, 2021. Okay, so Prime One Studio is up next, and we're going to be talking about continuing the deep pocket stuff. This is another one. Uh, they have just released images for their Injustice 2 Wonder Woman statue. Now, this one is going to be a beast as well. Uh, 
it comes in a regular version and a deluxe version. And, and you know, the, all their statues typically come in a regular and exclusive. So this is, this is no big deal here. Uh, the deluxe edition has no pants where you have pants in the first one. She, so she just has her, uh, I don't know, little skirt looking thing on in this one and, and bare legs to the, to the knee. For the boots, it comes with an alternate shield, an alternate sword, and a uh, couple of different heads that you can swap out on it. And that now there is no release date for this that I have seen yet. No pricing on this. This is a one fourth scale statue, just like most of their pieces are. And if you're a fan of Injustice Two, you're a fan of Wonder Woman. This might be uh, a, a, one of the per- most perfect statues that that you can add to your collection because she is absolutely awesome looking. You know, I just and and I say that about most statues, most of these one fourth scale statues, and and most of them do prototype um, picks look absolutely gorgeous because they're trying to sell you. But I don't know. I've never seen one of these in person, so I don't know what the actual production piece looks like. Uh, here's another high-ticket item. Queen Studios has released images for the Dark Knight, the Joker clown mask. Now, you remember, this is the clown mask that the jo- that Heath Ledger's Joker wore at the beginning of the Dark Knight when they went to rob the bank. Uh, so he had this on to fool all the other guys who were helping him rob the bank until the very end when he pulled it off. And, you know, and that's when he let the smoke go out of the out of the uh, the thing there and hopped into the bus and took off down the road. Now, this is a, a life-size prop replica mask, and there is no information on when this will be released, but if you're a fan of The Dark Knight, you know, you're going to want this. I mean, it looks very much screen accurate. It looks just like it did in The Dark Knight. So if you're a fan of that, you, you probably want to go check that out as well. Um, so let's slide into some Fisher-Price news, because we don't typically do a lot of Fisher-Price news, but they are releasing this new Batman Epic Showdown set, which is available on Amazon right now for the price of $99.99. And for that $99.99, you get four figures. You get a Batman, a Robin, a Joker, and Riddler, and each of those figures comes with a vehicle. Batman, of course, comes with his Batmobile. Robin comes with some sort of Robin helicopter doohickey. The Riddler comes with some sort of hot rod car kind of thing. Uh, got a very 50s vibe to it. And the Joker comes with this uh, monster truck with a big old box on the back of it. Now, again, this set is currently available on Amazon for $99.99. Uh, I don't know if you are a fan of the Imaginix, Imaginix DC Super Friends, but you know this this line of toys, action figures, have have been consistently putting out. Even though they're kid friendly and they're ki- and they look like kitty you know toys, they have consistently put out action figures and vehicles and playsets, stuff that I wish you know we call we collectors collect six inch seven inch scale you know i wish that we could get play sets and vehicles and things of that nature with ours you know just to display them with or maybe even play with them from time to time hmm uh that's why i really miss the the three and three quarter inch scale action figure in dc now i know spin master spin master does put out a four inch figure and you know they've put out a few vehicles so you know i i haven't yet decided on them um, you know, they hadn't been around long enough to say, this is great, this is awesome stuff. So, you know, they could be in line for that, but we'll have to give them a little time. 
Again, check the descriptions for links to this guy if this set if you want to buy this particular set. Um, the last bit of news, actually new news this week, are uh, DC Omnibus. There are two that have been solicited. One is the 100 Bullets Omnibus from Brian Azzarello and Eduardo Risa, and um, that is coming out in January, January 12th. It's 150 bucks, just like most Omnibus. Never read 100 Bullets. Never read it, so don't don't take away my my comic geek card. But I've just that's one thing I've just never read. Uh, next up is the only other Omnibus coming out in January from DC Comics. That is the Flash by Jeff Johns, Volume Two. Uh, so you know you get that great art by, art by Scott Collins and Howard Porter, uh, and, and just the great stories that Jeff told in the Flash universe, because let's be honest, no matter what you say about the man lately with what's going on in, in, in his professional life and the accusations going around, he wrote some really good comics and really redefined the Flash and Green Lantern and the Justice Society of America for DC Comics. Um, and he actually brought them back to a, a prominent role in the DC universe. So uh, th- this is a vi- this collects a very cool um, time in in Flash history that um, I-, I think that most people would would really like to read. All right, a little bit of news. This one concerns DC Fandom. So yes, DC Fandom is gonna be here next Saturday, August twenty second, and we're gonna get a look at the Zack Snyder Justice League trailer. We're gonna get a look at a new Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four trailer. We're gonna get our first look at the Suicide Squad. We're gonna get our first look at the Batman from you know, from uh, Matt Reeves, and we'll probably get first looks at several things. But let's look at it from a from a purely collector standpoint. There will be a, sh- a merchandise store, and there will be exclusive items. We don't know what yet. The one thing that we do know is that there will be a Zack Snyder Justice League t-shirt that will be available to people attending if, if you know, you, you get in line in time to get it. There are a few collector-related panels. One, a Hot Wheels panel. Uh, it says Hot Wheels, an inside look at the Batmobiles and beyond. Now, this might be cool. I'm not a big fan of Hot Wheels. Yes, I do have a few DC Comics Hot Wheels, uh, but you know, it's it's not really my thing. But uh, yeah, you know, I'm I still I still have it on my schedule. So the DC Insiderverse exclusive will give you the behind the scenes scoop on how Hot Wheels, Batmobiles, DC character cards, and other awesome toys are created, along with a first look at some never before seen Hot Wheels DC products. Now, this one's moderated by Hot Wheels Global Marketing Manager, Molly Hampton, and it will feature four key Hot Wheels DC designers, sculptor Manson Chung, lead product designer Dwayne Vance, lead packaging designer Julian Coyles, and senior product designer Ralph Benitez. Sorry if I butchered any of your names. And they're going to take a look at, at the present and the past of Hot Wheels and the DC partnership. And then and this is about a 20-minute panel and it's on demand so you can watch it anytime. Also, there's going to be an Inside Edition panel. Uh, if if you don't know who Inside Editions are, they really put together some great books uh that, you know, pop culture type things. This one's DC DC related. Uh Darren William, Williams will be posting this panel 
and he's going to have Andrew Fargo, author of DC Collecting the Multiverse, The Art of Sideshow, and Justin Erickson, illustrator of Batman the Animated Series, about their latest DC titles coming this fall from Inside Editions. Also, there's going to be a, you know, this one sort of, I, I like comic books. I like collecting comics. Yes, I don't have a whole pile because I sold a lot of mine. Long story, long time ago, I, I'm, I'm sort of going totally digital now. Well, I mean, I still have comics, but but mostly digital. Uh, this is about collecting uh, graded comics. And, um, you know, this one is going to be hosted by Umberto Gonzalez from Heroic Hollywood and the Rap. Um, he leads a panel of expert collectors, uh, graders, and massive comic book fans who offer knowledge, tips, and insights that'll help you add value and avoid the biggest mistakes in comic book collecting. Plus, you're going to see a truly, a truly rare uh, comic. I, I don't know what that would be. Maybe Action Comics number one, Detective Twenty Seven. Um, I don't know. Uh, we'll have to watch the thing and find out. Again, this is 20 minutes and it's on demand. Uh, you'll notice that a lot of their panels, is, 20 minutes is the is the nice uh, time slot there for most of their panels. Um, then you have From Sketch to Statue. Uh, this one is hosted by Jim Fletcher from DC Direct and comic book artist J. Scott Campbell as they discuss the collaboration ongoing from a comic to a collectible. Uh, this one is actually on demand as well. And finally, the thing that we all probably want to hear about and, and watch is the McFarlane Toys panel. Now, um, in this one, it says, take a peek into the process as Todd McFarlane discusses how they build those wonderful toys and even get a glimpse into some upcoming releases. Now, I'm sure those upcoming releases will probably be things that we have already seen, but one can hope that maybe there will be a surprise or two in that panel. So we'll just have to see. We'll have to, you know, we'll have to um, see what is what comes of that. We all know this was a bad week for DC Comics and Warner Brothers. And I want to talk a little bit about this just so I can throw my opinions out there on things and try to quell some of the some of the worry and some of the the anxiety that some folks are having about their favorite franchise DC Comics. Um so let me just start by saying this. Anytime somebody loses a job, it's a very bad thing. I I uh sympathize with these people that have lost their jobs because it is a truly just flips your world upside down, especially if you have a family and you're trying to take care of them. The, you know, this is is just a a hard time for some of these people. And uh, with that said, know that hey, you're you're in my prayers, you're in my thoughts. Everybody that's lost their jobs from this. Now, from a fan standpoint. And let's be honest, DC Comics is like it, 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 it's it's like a sport. It's like football. It's like baseball. Um, you know, we talk about these people who we don't really think of what's going on in their lives. We think of them as stars. So we talk about them in ways like, "Oh, you're doing bad. Fire him," or hey, "Man, we really need to cut this guy because he hasn't been performing." Um, so, you know, a lot of us relate to these people like this. So it's easy to to 
take these people and and not really think about the actual real life side effects of the things that are happening to them. So again, I sympathize with everybody that's going through this. But let's talk at let's talk to about it from a fan perspective. So these cuts came down from Warner Brothers, and let's face it, these were coming as soon as AT&T signed the dotted line for Warner Brothers with Warner Brothers. This was coming. As soon as Warner Brothers actually signed the dotted line, this was coming. It was just a matter of time because when a big company takes over this, they're going to look at it, they're going to see how they can streamline it and squeeze more and more money out of them. So this was this was always coming. In fact, after that that contract was signed, there was also mention of maybe of DC Direct going under maybe the Warner Brothers Consumer Products Division. So right there you knew that DC Direct's time on this Earth was was very short, uh, but because they were moving under Warner uh, Warner Brothers Consumer Division, I think is what what it's called. Um, so it, when this news uh, broke, let's just read you a bit from the Hollywood Reporter, also a victim of the layout. Because first, before before I get into this, DC Comics lost what. People are speculating that I don't know that any real factual data out has has come out that that I've seen as of yet. There there are rumors, um, and there are certain people's names who have been you know bandied about that they have lost their jobs. But it's rumored that a third of DC Comics staff was cut. Now, here's what we do know: according to the Hollywood Reporter, also a victim of the layoffs, DC Direct. The company's in-house merchandise and collectibles manufacturer. The division has been shuttered after 22 years. Another move that was rumored when Warner Brothers Consumer Products, as I was talking about, began taking a more active role in DC merchandising. Now, folks, I know a lot of you are fans of DC Direct. I'm a fan of DC Direct, but I've always thought that DC Direct was not necessary. And what I mean by not necessary is yes, they they market their products and they sell their products to a niche market. That is the comic book fan in the comic book store. When's the last time you've been to Walmart or Target and bought DC Direct product? And I know you know, I know that occasionally every blue moon there is a product out on the shelves. Take, for instance, those Batman black and white blind bags from DC Direct. They were in Walmart. I actually saw them in Walmart. Yeah. And then there was one time I heard from a Toys R Us back in like night in 2002 that a couple of the figures were on the shelves. That's it. That's it. So your main, your main uh, way to purchase these guys was through previews, was through diamonds. So you're only going to be able to buy them from niche places. And I, and I include Entertainment Earth. I include uh, Big Bad Toy Store. I include all of those internet sites as niche. Um, because, now, don't get me wrong. You can get them from Amazon. You can get them from Amazon, yes. Um, but not readily like you could from these other places. So, I've always thought that they were redundant. They were, they were, doing, they were competing with themselves, because after all, I, I guarantee you they made more money licensing out the DC Comics brand to other companies. And 
than what they were doing making make it from making their own stuff and trying to produce it. And to be honest, a lot of their stuff that they've produced over the years. Now they produce some good stuff, the statues and stuff. There have been some good ones, but there's been pain issues. There have been um, pr- production issues with some of the figures, you know, coming out of the package, just wonky legs or 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 cheap parts or cheap plastic. And to their credit, they would go out and try to fix it. But more so for the number of pro- of pieces that were produced than somebody like, say, Mattel or McFarlane Toys or Spin Master. So the writing has really been on the wall for this company for for really a, a few years now. And um, and like I said, I've always thought that they were redundant, and this comes is no shock to me whatsoever. Um, that when AT&T bought them, it was kind of, you know, I, I kind of anticipated within a few years, DC Direct would be no more. So what do we do? What do we do with DC Direct? What about all the product that's been solicited? Well... I know some of that some of that product that has been solicited is definitely going to come out. I mean, I just recently reviewed the deceased the DC Essentials deceased Wave One of action figures. Uh, I was sent, um, you know, preview copies or review copies. So I know those are coming out. They wouldn't have review copies if that wasn't far enough in the pipeline that it was about to be shipped out. And let's be honest, they come out in October. I haven't seen Entertainment Earth remove them. I haven't seen Big Bad Toy Store remove them. I haven't seen Big Boy Collectibles remove them. I mean, they're all there. Um, So those are definitely coming out. But what's really telling is the last three months, we have not seen solicitations from DC Direct. The last three months have been empty, nothing, no nada. And what's another thing that's really strange, and I don't know how these two companies um, work together, or or even if they do, but you'll notice that the last two months of solicitations, we haven't seen any Diamond Select DC product as well. No DC Comics Gallery statue, no Batman the Animated Series bust. None of that stuff uh, has been solicited. And I've got an email in to, to them to see what's going on with that. But, you know, there was that big fallout between Diamond and DC a couple of months ago. And since then, I haven't seen any new product being solicited from, from Diamond uh, in, along the DC Comics front. And I don't know if they're, if those two entities are, are somehow, you know, locked together in some form or fashion. And I could just, and, I, and I'm speculating here, but it's just a real dink that we haven't seen anything lately. And and it both cut off around the same time, so kind of weird, kind of weird. We'll, we'll we'll you know we'll have to see about that. Now, here's some good news from uh, about DC Direct. So Jim Fletcher, who is the uh, I think he was like the creative director at DC Direct or, or something along those lines, he has not been fired. He was not one of the ones let go. In fact, he will keep his job. So there was a lot of speculation as to who was going, who who was going where. Um, even speculation that Jim Lee was no longer with the company. Well, the Hollywood Reporter again reached out, talked to Jim Lee, and he talked a little bit about what's going on at DC Comics. He's even he's still the publisher. People, um, when asked what is the future of DC Direct, when we started. 
we were one of the first companies, if not the first, to go out and create a business that catered to the specialty market. That success has brought in a lot of competitors and a lot of companies that are now in that space. So it's about evolving the model. We want to produce those collectibles and serve those fans, but we will probably shift to a higher price point collectible and more of a licensing model. Keyword, more of a licensing model, working with manufacturers we already work with. From a consumer point of view, there will not be a change or drop off in the quality of work that they are seeing. Behind the scenes, how we create it and how we get it to them is going to change. We still have our principal lead of DC Direct, Jim Fletcher, with the company. He will be showcased in a fun panel with J. Scott Campbell at Fandom. Now, what does this mean? You know, I've been reading this and trying to dissect it as much as I can. From, From what I'm reading here, it says we'll probably shift to a higher price point collectible. Okay, so I see... I see two scenarios here. One, um, this higher price point collectible is could be some of the stuff that we've already seen that hasn't been solicited yet. It's not going to be made in, in in as many pieces as as probably they once thought. So maybe they release it, but at a higher price point, right? That's, that's probably not not the case. This is just one of those things I was just thinking out loud to myself just a while ago. Um, the, the more of a licensing model here. Now, I'm not sure exactly how DC Direct worked. I, I don't know if they had like in-house sculptors and, and things of that nature or if they were just, you know, sculptors for hire. Uh, I, really don't, I, re- I really don't know. Um, I'm thinking... Honestly, that it's going to be more of a collaborative thing. So they already have a relationship with Sideshow because Sideshow sells DC Direct products. It will probably probably be, I can't talk it, will probably probably be something to that effect where Sideshow produces the product, slaps the DC Direct logo on it, and calls it a day. And um, you're, you're selling it on the Sideshow website. Jim Fletcher probably gets um, credit for, you know, giving Sideshow the ideas, maybe looking over the final pieces, making changes, you know, doing the whole creative art director kind of approach to things, just making sure it lines up with, with what DC Comics wants to do, or parent company Warner Brothers, or whoever's making those decisions. Uh, I kind of see it going that way. Uh, maybe even with, maybe even, you know, they, they team up with, uh, an action figure company or something. Maybe McFarlane Toys teams up with DC Direct to put out product. Now, I, I don't know how that would fly, um, but I really can't see them saying, hey, we're going to team up with Nika and we're going to create, um, action figures and call it DC Direct. And then McFarlane's like, whoa, wait a minute. I have a license to produce DC Comics. Now you're competing with me again. Um, but this time you're having Nika do it. Um, and then with that, Nika has sort of an inside track on the next license. I, I just don't know how that's going to play out with uh, in terms of what they're wanting to do. I think what we might see is there. this might be the end of action figures for DC Direct. I think it might be more of a high-end statue-type 
type thing. Um, I, honestly, I think that's that's what's going to happen. Um, and if you look at things the way the way the toy the the way that DC Comics licensing has been trending, DC Direct was there to produce comic related items. Look at their action figures, you know, uh, outside of the DC Essentials, <clears throat> Batman the Animated Series, great, did did, did bang, gangbusters. Um, the Arkham stuff, yes, did gangbusters. I mean, sold great. Um, but the truly exceptional pieces that I like were things that I don't know necessarily sold well. Justice League International action figures. That, that looked like the art of Kevin McGuire. We only got two waves of those, so they must not have sold that well. You know, the Dark Knight action figures. We only got one wave of that. How, you know, did that sell well? Uh, the JLA Classifieds, the stuff based on Ed McGinnis. You know, that did well because we had several waves of those. Maybe, I think they may have had to um, rebrand it a little bit. But, you know, those were the comic-accurate waves. But now... You see with McFarlane Toys, McFarlane Toys is not putting out classic DC Comics characters. No, they're not. They are putting out stuff based on recent DC comic books. Look at their lineup so far. Everything is modern versions of these characters. Superman, Action Comics 1000. Batman, Detective Comics 1000. The Hellbat Suit. The the Superman uh, armor suit, all from recent and last uh, five, six years worth of comics. Um, Arrow from the Green Arrow, I mean, from the Arrow TV series. Uh, who else? Nightwing. Better than Batman. That was a rebirth title. Uh, look at... Uh, Wonder Woman, you know, of course, Wonder Woman 1984. Those those are going to be those are going to be there. Uh, and the recent stuff that that McFarlane has shown, the death metal stuff, they are really pushing the new DC comic stuff. And and why? Because I think Warner's wants that synergy. They want toys that promote things that DC is currently doing. Injustice 3 comes out. I guarantee McFarlane Toys makes Injustice 3 figures. Why not? You know, I guarantee you um, that there's going to be more of a push by DC and its licensing partners to make things that are synergistic. Is that a word? With the things that they're putting out at the time, whether it's movies, TV, video games, or comics. Yes, comics. Now, Spin Master is a totally different entity. It's putting out an evergreen line of DC Comics toys for kids. So I get that. Um, yeah, there'll probably be some some mix up, some mix ups and mashups there to try to get the the character costumes to look similar. But I still think, for the long run here, that you're going to see more of less, or you're going to see less of classic DC and more of current DC in the in the collectibles market, which it should be. DC Universe Classics by Mattel gave us the definitive run of classic DC characters um, toys. Uh, 
So I don't know that we need we need to go back to that well at this time, really. Um, I, I think that they're doing the right thing. As, and as far as comics go, you know, I, I, I've kind of been preaching this for a while, and, and maybe not so much online here, but to my, to my friends, those that listen, you know, I, I think what they're doing is right, no matter how much it hurts. What they've been doing over the past few months is the best thing to keep DC Comics alive for years to come. Um, print comics are great. Don't get me wrong. I, there's, there will still be a place for print comics. I just don't think there should be as many print comics. You know, uh, in fact, I, I very rarely buy a print comic. Very rarely. I, I'm just not paying $3.99, $4.99 for a single issue of something. It, it's ridiculous. And then only get like a quarter of a, not even a quarter, probably like an eighth of a story. I prefer waiting till I get that hardcover tr- trade to read the entire story all at once. That way I get a beginning, a middle, and an end, and I'm satisfied. You know, those single issues were great back in the day. Because Why? Because you got a whole story in the single issues, right? Then, when the Silver Age left, the, the Bronze Age and the Copper thing started getting longer and longer and drawn out further and further and further. So instead of one or two issues, you had a story. Now it's one to 24 issues where you have a single story. It's crazy. Um, I think digital is is the right path to, to go. How they do it, how they execute it is going to be the key. I, I can't, I, I just don't see people paying Three ninety nine for a digital comic. It, it's it's baffling to me why they would do that. I mean, if it's digital, you don't have the print cost. Knock it down. Put it down. Let these things be ninety nine cents a pop, so they can pull them up on iTunes or on the Google Play Store, and kids are more likely to hit boop. Buy, buy now, buy now, ninety nine cent, ninety nine cent, boop, 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 and they can buy. And if they if they like one, you got them hooked because they like another one, they like another one, ninety nine, ninety nine, ninety nine, ninety nine. Before you know it, they don't. They've already spent twenty, thirty bucks in one month. That's the way to do it. That's the way to do it, in my opinion. Uh, I, 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 you know, and and to be honest, the people that they've cut, if they've truly cut one third of their staff. You're not going to have the production output that you had <laughs> before this. There's no way, no way in the world. And that's why with this last round of solicitations, you saw finale after finale after finale of stories. I don't think a lot of these titles are coming back, I, nor do I think they should. You know, in all honesty, in my perfect world, you would have action comics, this, this is the print editions now. You would have action comics. You would have detective comics. Batman is hot. You may have Batman as a regular thing. Justice League. you got to have the team-up book. Wonder Woman. Green Lantern. The Flash. Aquaman, maybe? Aquaman? I, 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 I just don't know. I don't know about that. But Flash and Green Lantern, yeah. And then you have just a, a catch-all book. 
maybe a third Batman book, but maybe similar to Batman Brave and the Bold, where you have Batman teaming up with some character, you know, each each month. So, you know, you have less than 10 print comics a month. And guess what? You're, you'll have a dedicated fan group who can buy all 10 and keep and stay to, you know, stay connected going on with the story. Now, in digital, yes, do more digital comics. Do it cheaper, though. So that way, maybe that way you're not competing with the comic book store. Maybe you're not putting the comic book store out saying, yeah, okay, we're, we're selling you the print copy, but we're selling the digital copy for like $3 less. This way, you win. There is no print version unless, unless, you know, the digital version does, does extremely well. Then they say, okay, we'll produce this in this uh, limited edition print run, right? And uh, with some kind of special cover by, uh, you know, whatever the latest, hottest artist is to uh, really get the, get the ball rolling for that. And if it sells well... You know, maybe in a few months, maybe turn it into a, a monthly, you know, just, just, just to see, test the waters. Um, but no, that's how, that's how I truly think this is going to work. And, and also I think, you know, I, I hate to say it, but I think we'll start seeing more of the characters we see on TV and on the movie screens look like they do in in the comics, or let me reverse that: the comics will look more like the people we see on the movie and the TV screens, like Aquaman. I think whenever he does decide to make a comic comeback, he will look like Jason Momoa. I honestly think that, and I could be wrong; these are just my thoughts, but I think that's what they're doing. All right, so that's it for this week. There's been a lot. I know I've I've, I've been talking a lot, so. I'm going to end it here. Um, Leave your thoughts, your comments. Um, Tell me what you think DC Comics is going to turn into later on. I'm I'm curious as to to get your take on this big news about DC Comics, the big big, uh, reduction in force, so to speak, uh, at Warner Brothers. Let me know. All righty, check out dccollectors.com each and every day for the latest DC Comics toy and action figure news, and you can find me on all the social media channels at DC Collectors. Peace. Peace.